This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Billet. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Um, that's exciting. So the man that does the theme tune might appear at any moment during the podcast. So that's quite fun. <laughs> Depends what time he gets into Carlisle. It's been a yeah. long time, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we've made good time and we've good time. And thanks very much, lads, by the way, for joining me on a Sunday, like so close to after the game. I mean, I know we're not used to doing it. I was kind of thinking and hoping we could maybe start getting episodes out on a Monday and we could maybe organise like a regular slot or something on a Sunday. And if you can't make it one week, just put your hand up and say, I can't make it next week or something. But this is me it's extended an invitation to you two to be kind of a regulars, I suppose, for the season if you kind of up for it one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, the season has kicked off, hasn't it, lads? I mean, uh, it wasn't a bad weekend for us, but I mean, like, as before we dive into what the episode's actually going to be about, and while I do enjoy a good preamble, I mean, uh, you, did you watch any of the women's football yet? Have you been watching the finals just now? Oh, now, yeah, England are one Yeah, I was watching it. Ah, they, did they just go 1 0 up, yeah? About, maybe about 10 minutes ago now, yeah. Um, through well a kind of ball over the top like one striker just kind of like lobbed the keeper like, yeah it was a nice chipped finish wasn't it touch goal. <laughs> like, would you say would you say this the women's euros has kind of scratched a little bit of an itch for you when it came to football leading into the season or like were you just equally as excited because it's bleeding into the football season for us as Carlisle fans were you just equally as excited to you know this is the season starting now was it always just a just a buzz yeah, I've not really had much chance. I mean, this is the first uh, one of the women's Euros that I've actually been able to watch any of because it's always just kind of like clashed with something. Um, I had a meeting last Tuesday night when England were in the semi-final. So, um, yes, I, I've just never had a chance to watch them yet. Yeah, yeah. You, Liam? Yeah, similar stuff. I was stuck in an airport when the semi-final. For me, for me women's football and men's football, I, I like them both, but they're both sort of separate sports for me. You know, like I, I was, I, I was, I enjoyed watching the women's football, but it's a couple of the different kettle of fish. Looking forward to the men's football. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think they branded it that way a little bit more, though. Like, they, they, they kind of have yeah. their own commentary teams and their own sort of panels. And, yeah, there's, like, a bleed-over person or two. But, you know, they're going for their own guests. It's, like, it's interesting to see the Arsenal women's manager in there, like, on the panel rather than, you know, they could have got any kind of footballer, footballer kind of thing. But they're going in different directions with things. And I think yeah. it's interesting. But yeah. there was nothing more exciting than flicking on ITV1 at quarter past 11 last night, watching that Football <laughs> League show highlights one more time. And yeah, I'm buzzing for the season to be back. And since we're back and since you're both here and everyone's sound sounds amazing, am I allowed to kick things off? Is that OK? Yeah. yeah. All right. The season opener. Here we go. Oh... How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 78. And if you haven't already guessed after that mushy invitation that I just extended to the duo, that's right. I'm talking about the Cumbrian Brain Trust. It's Wills and Liam Denwood <laughs> joining me on the Blue Army Podcast. Thank you so much, lads. Are you all right, yeah? Yes. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Yeah. Welcome back, lads. Welcome back. It's amazing to have you. And before we dive into quite a lot of news, actually, I didn't realise there was quite so much until I dived into it. We've got traditions here on the Blue Army podcast. And of course, that can only mean one thing and one thing only at this stage of the show. It's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Join in if you know the words, lads. Is he having a laugh? <laughs> I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. So, drop the wheel. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that, is that uh, my audio? So I just pause there. Is that my audio? Is, is everything good? Are you guys all good? Um, yeah, it's good now. Yeah, it yeah, it's it's sorry to tell out, yeah. Oh, on. I, I liked, I like, I like. I got your reaction though. That was nice. <laughs> but I'll edit this out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. getting on with the joke of the week. <clears throat> Why did the man keep getting hit by a bike? Oh, I don't know. Gone. Why? Why did the man keep getting hit by a bike? <laughs> Because he was in a vicious cycle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was quite good. I thought that was quite good. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, that was all right. That was all right. That was all right. I'm taking that to the bank. When we do the ex-pro interviews, you know, I don't get, I, I don't, I don't have the balls to do a joke of the week. Do you reckon I should yeah. start just doing it? Do you reckon I should just carry on doing a joke of the week when I've got yeah. an ex-player yeah. in? Absolutely. Should I? Yeah. Oh, no. It's yes. going to be a sham the first time I do it. Like, yeah, I think I am. I think I'm going to do that next time. There'll be no more gaps in joke of the week anymore. Joke of the week will be consistent now. <laughs> consistent we're smashing it recently anyway on to the news lads there's there's quite a bit of transfer news ins and outs there's uh, some injury updates and of course we're going to kick things off by talking about that crawley town video from their owners what an absolute shan man what the hell they even <laughs> took it down themselves liam i saw your yeah. video on the blue army tv youtube channel that you do um <laughs> it was a great reaction mate and i think that video did really well for you as well so obviously it's a subject that a lot of Carlisle fans are aware of yeah. i mean just relay your two cents liam what did you think of that video 
Well, I was right. I, I said it would get taken down within 24 hours, and it did. Uh, but it's just so... I, I, I didn't feel offended by it. I just felt really sorry for Crawley fans, because I thought, yeah. you are just going to get <laughs> taken the piss out of for ages after that. And he was dressed as a devil, which... Is that the Crawley Town thing? I've never seen yeah, that kind of maybe. stuff before. But it's on the badge it was now. So, yeah, I never yeah. realised they were the red it's on the badge. at all. I've yeah, never realised it. But it's, it's just obscure. It's just weird. Like, it so <laughs> it's classic weird. examples of Americans trying to get involved with it. It's, that's just what it is. That's, that's how I would describe it. It's just weird. But, yeah, it reminded it's, me of that Vice documentary where they've got that football hooliganism for Miami before Miami yeah. even had a team. He's like, Miami, Miami, Miami yeah. Ultra. Like, Americans, it's, it's just Americans. Yeah. <laughs> just don't get it, Will. What did you think when you I saw think, it, mate? I think he's like trying to be cringy, but oh, it's just awful. And like Liam says, it's kind of like, you know, my main thought was he's, he's going on about Cum Bryans and stuff to do with Scotland. <laughs> it's not, it's that not offensive out. to us. It's purely <laughs> embarrassing if you're a Crawley fan and you're kind of thinking, oh no. And you know, like, because they're into the whole NFT thing. So like, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to create some kind of like, thing that goes viral that they can then kind of like sell as an nft i think but i don't think i really get what football fans what sort of banter football fans appreciate or like just british banter in general i don't think they get it i think that i I think it was an attempt to be cringy i don't think it was kind of like a genuine attempt at a wind-up it was like an attempt like here's a bit of kind of banter but it was just terrible (laughs) <laughs> if it was a made up, if it was like a made up team or something, like they would have been fine to have a bit of like on a sketch show or something that would have been received as fine. But when you've actually got a set of supporters, the Crawley Town supporters that have yeah. to, yeah, that they get they get the shit directed at them now. Like they're tired with that. That's associated with them. Do you know what I mean? It's not just some non-existent team on a sitcom like Ted Lasso or something where yeah. you're allowed to like, do yeah. this kind of thing. And it almost feel like it came out of Ted Lasso. You know, like Ted Lasso's just show. Yeah. It's very aimed at Americans, but it's about English football. You know, so it's it's got weird little simplicities in soccer and whatever. But yeah, it was it was really weird. And uh, Liam, you were right; they took it down. And uh, do we know anything? Do, do you guys know anything about that? Was just was that purely just the fans trying to please take it down? Is that where it came from? Yeah, they put a statement out on the Twitter, didn't they, saying that it was um, we've obviously got it wrong and we'll stop. Yeah. I think I think the whole thing of it was they were trying to be what Ryan Reynolds is at Wrexham, where they. Right. Because he's he's a perfect example of how to do it right, and they've just gone completely off with it. Because obviously, I don't know if you've seen the video Wrexham have put out, like where a little comedy sketch thing in the dressing room with Paul Mullin, which was quite good. That's where it should end, you know. (laughs) They were trying to do that and took it far too far, and it's just, I I feel so sorry for Crawley fans. I genuinely did feel bad for them, but yeah, no. I'm glad we stuck yeah. because of it. <laughs> when I saw that, I did have a look at their website, like their fans forum, when I saw that, and their fans' reaction was just immediately, this is awful. So I don't know if their owners maybe seen that and thought, all oh, right, our own fans don't seem to be enjoying this as much as I thought we would, they would. <laughs> yeah, I had a look on the forum as well, uh, and, and somebody had posted my video on the Crawley forum, which was a bit weird. <laughs> 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 oh brilliant man brilliant um i mean yeah i mean we, that's yeah it, uh, 
hopefully things like that do come along in football, but it never happens to us. You know, it's one of those ones where it's yeah. great to be able to point and laugh, but hopefully it never happens to us. It really doesn't. Right, we'll move on, lads, to the transfer news. And obviously the big, big news that we haven't had a chance to talk about is Jimmy Debit signed on the dotted line for a one-year deal. Obviously he's been at trial, on trial with us all the way through the summer. It kind of felt inevitable uh, to me that he was going to get offered some kind of a deal. I said six months, but then, you know, maybe a year deal, I don't know what kind of money's involved and et cetera, et cetera. Lads, how do you feel about the transfer? Wills, you dive in first, mate. How do you feel about Jamie Devitt signing? Um, I mean, I feel like I've covered this, um, you know, maybe a few times from kind of like Jamie Devitt's come up, like uh, my view on him is that even if we don't get kind of, you know, he has to kind of like set out midweek games or something, is never at full fitness or anything like that, is... Is a very canny player and he's got experience and nous, and that's something that the midfield that we've got at the moment is kind of lacking a bit in that. So, you know, you know, we've got quite a lot of young players, even though it seems like Callum Guy's been around a while and he's still quite young himself. So having kind of like Jamie Devitt as that more experienced option is something that I think that we'd really kind of need. Yeah, Liam. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. I, I, it, it could come back to bite us in the ass, really. But I think the contract that I think they've given him, it's very much dependent on if he plays the amount of money they pay him. Um, or that's what I seem to get from Paul Simpson's yeah. interviews. So it, 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 they've probably done the right thing, you know, uh, in in giving him that sign kind of contract. It's not pay as you play sort of yeah. contract, but that sounds but yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's been done that way, and I'm, gl- I'm glad he is here more for yeah. the experience than the actual because. He's he remind Sonny Hilton is Jamie Devitt, and I feel like maybe that he's coming to sort of mentor uh, Sonny Hilton, sort of help him develop until Sonny Hilton can come and like. Do you reckon he'll help him grow another foot? Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Sonny Hilton standing That's next your to Thomas Holy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh dear me. Yeah, but no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's very much in, 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 in that elk of player and it will, it will be a good influence on him. And obviously, it's only, Sonny Hilton's only here for a season-long loan, but you imagine if things go quite well for us and we do end up pushing into that League One, we might be able to bring him back. You know, it's one of those things where it comes to first-team football, progress in the game, etc., etc., etc. But yeah, um, I think it's a smart decision, but like Wills has already said, we, we've, we've covered Jamie Devitt quite a bit during the summer. That's why I wanted to get it out the way first. The next transfer coming into Brunton Park is a goalkeeper by the name of Michael Kelly. Um, he's 25 years old and he's only ever played Irish football. Um, came through around like Cherry something, I read. Like some kind of Cherry something academy in Ireland. And then was at Shamrock Rovers under 19s. Basically played just a lot of Irish football. He was currently, when we signed him, the number two at Bray. Um, Bray aren't very good in Irish football either. And... uh, I mean, <laughs> if this is competition <laughs> yeah. and it's better than Gabriel Breeze, like, are we not a bit worried about Gabriel Breeze? Or is it maybe this is a really big precaution because Scott Simmons has got an injury for a couple of weeks? It just seems like that unnecessary to me. Liam, what do you think about this one? I quite liked it. Um, I know he was second choice, but he had got some game time towards the start of last season from what I saw from um, the Bray Wanderers fans. Yeah, he's a good age and he's a good height and, and he's been at the club training almost as a trialist sort of thing under Paul Simpson. So, And they've paid money for him. A very small fee, I've heard, but it, 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 they have still paid money for him to come here. 
so it, it, Paul Simpson obviously is something in him. Um, and who knows, who knows? Maybe maybe Thomas Holder gets injured and he becomes our new number one for the next five years. It, it's only a one-year contract. And Paul Simpson said in his interview, it's not a good contract for him. Almost as if like you know he's still got to prove himself and get himself that sort of like he wants, decent he has wage to contract. Want to be here, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I heard yeah. stuff about him kind of like paying for his flights to come over here to you know, to go on trial with us and stuff. So I don't know, like, I don't know much about him, but it sounds like he's kind of like really wanted to be here. Um, whether he has any connections with anyone who's currently here or something, I don't know. Um, but I mean, Gabe Breeze is still really young and maybe Paul Simpson just thinks, you know, no matter how well his development is going, he's too young for Paul Simpson to want to, have as his second choice keeper for the season. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah. maybe maybe it's a little bit about the personality in the dressing room as well. And maybe Gabriel Breeze is, you know, maybe a shy and nervous kid, and maybe he wants somebody like a, a fully grown man in the changing room that can bounce off the players maybe a little bit more and help that harmony within the first eighteen. And it takes you maybe between that age of like seventeen and twenty to really find your voice in a man's world. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see it's it's it, it's a good move, but like I, I don't think it's a great move. You know, it's just that it doesn't seem crazy necessary. But like you both said, the money seems right, so I don't think it'll be a waste. And yeah, the, the opportunity is there for him to really go out and prove yeah. himself. Um, in terms of outs, gentlemen, there's been two young lads going out on loan, which will see the return of Sam. Fishburn watch, thankfully. That's great. He's gone on a three-month loan deal to Blythe Spartans. And Max Gillespie, who is 18, uh, turning 19 in October, if age matters to you, uh, is going on loan to Annan for a half a season. Lads, I've lumbered these two together, but they are very different moves. You know, it's, it's quite different standards of football or different positions on the pitch. You're going to get tested in different ways in those leagues. Um, my first question, though, is, is this a feel-good sort of rub for Annan for the Owen Moxon thing? Will, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, Annan are a club that we've got good good connections with because they are very close to Carlisle and because of Peter Murphy. So I kind of like feel that they're probably one of the clubs that we are in regular contact with when it comes to kind of like, um, have, have we got any players that need to go out on loan stuff like that? There's, you know, um, you know, Paul Simpson, no, and Greg Abbott both know Peter Murphy. They can kind of like a call up and have a chat, and they've known each other for quite a long time. So I've probably just got quite a good relationship with them that way. And because it's quite close as well, it's easy to get to from Carlisle. Um, and you know, they they seem to be quite a forward thinking club, challenging for promotion even if it is kind of like Scottish second division. I, I feel like they're a club that, you know, we like to send players out to at a certain stage in their career. You know, maybe you wouldn't send a player out um, and, you know, probably come on to kind of, you know, whether Blythe Spartans is the right place for Fishburne, you know, whether he should be higher up. You know, so like players at Fishburne's kind of like level, or like Taylor Charters or something, you probably would say if we're sending them out on loan, you want to send them higher than Annan. But Max Killsby, first year pro. So, yeah, good Annan move. Probably good move. Could be a good fit for him. 
Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Liam? Half a season at Annan. Does that appetise you? Uh, well, depends how well he does. Obviously, uh, Owen Moxon's come from that level, so and he and he seems to be doing absolutely brilliantly. So, he, good players can come from that level. And 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 you mentioned about sort of trying to replace Owen Moxon with him, but uh, I think just after we sold, oh, oh we got we did we didn't pay any money for him. I don't think we just after we got Owen Moxon, I think they got the um, not Josh Dixon, Josh Galloway, who we had a while ago, who who just been released by Leeds. They signed him. So it'll be interesting to see what he does over there, and if he if he does go straight into the starting eleven, because he's had he's had a good preseason at Carlisle Killsby. Um, he's been starting a lot of games, uh, and and Sam Fishburn. I was disappointed with the Sam Fishburn loan, and I think the three month loan is so he can go out there, score shit loads of goals, and get interest from higher up. That that yeah. that's what the plan is for him, like yeah. what he did at Lancaster. I would like to see him higher up. Yeah, when I heard he's kind of going to Blaise yeah. fans, I I, I kind of like thought that. Surely you kind of like is at a point where I'd quite like to see him go on loan to the conference if he's gonna go on loan somewhere. Yeah. Um, or at the very least yeah. conference north. North, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean conference south, it wouldn't make a difference, really. Like conference north, conference south, it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, for me, the whole Sam Fishburne thing, if he's going to if he's going to Blythe Spartans, and this is a poetry in, in football moment for me, really. Yeah. If you go into that level, you should have gone to Carlisle City because you all don't want to be a dick like a couple of months ago. <laughs> well, they he does. <laughs> like, he didn't have, but he, he owes them one. I would have I would have like I would have literally marched him to Guildford. I would have marched him to Guildford Park if you're gonna send him to that level and make him go full circle with that story, you know, really, really mature learn something <laughs> from it work with that Dan Kirk up and really you know day in day out well not day in day out like twice a week or whenever they do over at Carlisle City get it in the neck you know and, and, and really decide if this is what he wants to do or you know if he's you know if he's going to push on and get better at this or and earn these opportunities you know because he's going to have to dig down deep and really find it because if he doesn't hit the ground running at Blythe Spartans it's going to look like he's taken a backward step from last season when he was scoring goals at Lancaster and then maybe he's up shit creek without the paddle if that Bolandio kid starts getting in the first team on the bench and getting on the end of a few you know opportunities every now and again and uh, the yeah, reason which, which he was yesterday well, that's it that's it and the reason why I'm kind of mentioning him and the way that the bench and the team have been I swear to God, my phone wants a spin-off podcast. But the amount of times it interrupts this podcast is mental. Um, but at the end of the day, what what we're um, what I'm trying to yeah, say is, gonna, yeah, <laughs> all these phones are listening in, man. It's evil. <laughs> Belandio, obviously, appearing around the sort of like the 18 now, um, the 18 man squad on match days, getting involved, and Sam Fishburn going out on loan. Um, a lot of this has got to do with injuries, you know, injuries and opportunities are coming up. Sam Fishburn goes out on loan, somebody gets injured, Belandio ends up on the bench, and somebody that got injured in training this week is Toby Show Silver. He's gone down with a two month hamstring strain. This is potentially up to two months for Toby Shaw Silver. Somebody else that is recovering from a knock and he's been recovering for a knock for a couple of weeks, then recovered from a dead leg and has now gone on to have a fresh new knee condition. I'm talking about Brennan Dickinson. Unfortunately, he's gone down with a knock. We're not quite sure how long that's going to last, but it's not something that's going to make our manager, Paul Simpson, dip back into the transfer market for different targets than what he's actually after. His priorities haven't changed just because 
of these injuries. Other injuries also included Jamie Devert, who wasn't involved after signing for the Cumbrians. He was ill. Uh, there was rumours about COVID. Those haven't been confirmed. Um, and Scott Simons, who I think we did actually mention, he's gone down for a couple of weeks, which might have like kicked in and really pushed on this transfer, but maybe didn't kick on and do anything for this transfer for Michael Kelly. Maybe he was always going to get that contract. And uh, don't worry about Callum Guy. Callum Guy's fine. Uh, he should be back in training this week. He did get rushed off the pitch uh, in the second half of the game against Crawley after getting a bit of a kick in. So I don't think it's anything more than a minor dead leg condition and he's going to be back in training again soon. So there's the injury news, gentlemen. And, um, you know, we don't really need to comment on that. They're just facts. So we better move on to the match report. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Well, not the smoothest of transitions, but here we go, lads. The first match report of the new season. And before we do anything about commenting on the game, we have the tradition of doing the Carlisle United starting lineup for our 1-0 victory against Crawley Town. In nets, we had Thomas Holy. Across the back five was back Feeney. Barkley, Mellish and Armour with Gibson, Guy and Moxon in the midfield. Edmondson and Dennis playing up front. Now, obviously, the bench is looking a lot stronger this season, gentlemen. So I'm going to mention it this time so we can actually talk about the lineup. We had Patrick, Hilton, Whelan, Ellis, Bell, Volandio and Kelly on the bench. Yes, a few of those lads are youth options. But in terms of Patrick and Hilton, you're looking at some real quality that you're capable of bringing off the bench there. Were you surprised that Patrick didn't start? Or did you always think Patrick was going to be one of those ones coming off the bench because he had a knock in pre-season? Wills, were you surprised about the lineup at all? Or I thought the crack with Patrick... I thought, of, well, I, I thought the crack with Patrick was about um, his girlfriend about to give birth. So I was kind of surprised to see him on the bench because I thought he's not going to be in the match day squad. Um but he was in the squad, but on the bench, maybe he'd just not been able to train for the last couple of days or something because of his wife. And therefore, Simo felt that that uh, that he wouldn't be sharp enough to start. Um, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's good, it's good to see that he was involved in the match day squad. Um, hopefully, uh, do we know, has his... Has his um, girlfriend given birth yet? Has he had a kid born yet? Unknown, unknown. <laughs> I haven't unknown. heard anything. No, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> but Liam, I mean, apart from like, Omari on the bench, or did did it look like on paper that lineup probably at this time is Carlisle United's strongest starting lineup? Yeah, other than Patrick, of course, uh, and, and and you could argue. Devitt, if he's fit, probably comes in for Gibson. But apart from that, I think that you were going to see that lineup quite a lot. Um, there's also the conversation to be had whether senior when he comes back from injury whether he maybe replaces back but yeah for the time being that's by far our strongest lineup and it and it and it, and it proved fruitful you know it, 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 they played well in that formation and, and I noticed the formation itself and the lineup it did it, it, it was quite kind of a solid back five at times 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed by the lineup. It looks really good, you know, the way that we're lining up with the back five and the three in the midfield and the two. But it also does look fluid, you know, like if the ball is going down the right hand side, we're looking for the overlap from back and people like that. And that's what I want to kind of start the match report with the early chances in the game. I mean, we did score early on in the game, but one of the earliest chances in the game was created by Finn Back going down the right hand side, playing a beautiful one two and getting the ball into the box. And uh, Simpson has commented on Finn for being uh, a forward-thinking right-back. And uh, I, I do think Joel Senior is going to struggle to get back into the team. Will uh, Finn do anything to impress you? Yeah, I mean, even just before he, he got given the Man of the Match award, I was saying to my friend who was at the match with uh, that new right-back um, has been playing well today. He's been, you know, and... It was good getting forward as well. He played like a played like a proper wing back, and I wasn't necessarily expecting that from him because it was kind of I guess he was signed fairly late in the in in the window at a point where I felt like I didn't really I thought maybe he was just being signed to give us a bit more strength in depth in that area. And like, Liam, would you? Would, or, sorry, or, go on. Or to kind of cover while senior was out. I wasn't necessarily expecting him to come in and have an impact like that and be involved in a lot going forward and get man of the match. Yeah, that was it, Wills. I was going to actually say something about senior then. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you oh. that much. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was it. I wanted to throw I wanted to throw in the uh, the senior name to sort of stir the pot a little bit. And obviously, Liam, we know you're a big fan of of, of senior. Are you worried that Finback's going to keep about the team? Well, it's a strong word because I just want whatever whoever's playing better to play. But uh, yeah, senior, <laughs> yeah, senior, senior, he's gonna he's gonna have trouble getting into the team. And obviously, Jack Kelly has played a lot uh, better towards the end of last season as well. So there is real competition for that right back spot when you know, especially when Joel Senior comes back in. Uh, so it, it it it's you know he's obviously played very well and and you know he's got good genetics. You know his, his dad was a you know big big rugby player, wasn't he? So. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not big, but he, not big in, in the physical means. In England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, seemed, he seemed like a really nice guy. I mean, I'm working at Brunton Park at the moment. I was, I was coming down the stairs from Fox's Lounge. I managed to just walk past Thin and his family were going into the restaurant to receive some kind of man of the match award and they were just it was just so humble the way they were kind of waiting for people to come through the door and stuff and his family weren't sure if they could even come in so maybe that's Finn's first ever man of the match award sort of experience and and uh, I mean hopefully the good times continue for him the good times did continue for Carlisle because only a couple of minutes later we got the first goal of the season the winning goal of the game and uh, I mean it's my top goal scorer's prediction gentlemen if we remember it was yeah. scored by Dennis and uh, let me let me try and talk you through the goal and then obviously we'll 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 discuss it there was a throw in from the left hand side that was passed back to the throwee by Dennis and the ball was whipped into the box from the left hand side missing its target and ending up with the full back who tried to clear and did a terrible job of clearing and skewing the ball into the air, remaining within his own box. And that fell to Dennis, who had a strike, which was deflected. And then the clearance hit Moxon in the face. And as it hit Moxon in the face, it lands back to Kirsten Dennis, who slots home very well with his left foot. Now, he had an improvised finish against Bolton. This was eerily similar the way it kind of bubbled up. I like Dennis. Dennis is the kind of striker that doesn't need a million opportunities in the game to hit the back of the net, you know. Um, big fan. 
Sloppy goal, yes. Lucky goal, yes. But we're going to need some good luck this season, aren't we, Liam? Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was weird because we created so many opportunities and the one that was sort of like the most scuffed was the one that we actually did end up scoring. But uh, yeah, but it, it, it was a real centre-forwards goal, really, where he, he sort of did the Ozil bounce, where he, like, he, he hit it down, it bounced up off the floor and goes past the keeper. It was it was a nice finish, I thought. And, and you know, Mox on getting his first assist of the season, you know, <laughs> maybe not how he imagined it, but <laughs> but it, it will count. It will count as an assist for Moxon, but yeah, I, I like the goal. It was just, it was so early on as well. And it was just such a feel good being right back in the ground and scoring straight away. First game of the season, scoring early on. It, yeah, it was, it was brilliant from, from Dennis. Yeah, it's a really good feeling to score early in a game and especially like early in the season. But, you know, that kind of like first season nerves, how will we do a lot of that like lifts when when we went 1-0 up? Um, yeah, I think it was a fair, you know, it was a bit lucky, but we'd, we'd had good chances before that. So we knew we were creating chances. And, you know, if you create chances, then you'll also get luck. So it was, you know, I felt we were even that early in the game, we were good value for the 1-0 up. Yeah, it, I mean, it did look like we, we were opening really well, really positively. Or maybe was it the fact that Crawley just didn't seem like they were linking up very well. There were seven debutants in the Crawley team. I don't think there was a lot of purpose to their play necessarily. And uh, I think when at the end of the day, Carlisle had the better game plan. But we'll get to a bit more of a, mm. a, a an overall view of the game in just a little bit. There was another moment that really interested me only about five minutes after Carlisle's opening goal. Callum Guy played a nice one-two in the midfield and he was through on goal and, and got me thinking, I'd like to see Callum Guy get in the box a bit more. And I think that's going to be one of his prerogatives this season. I think we're going to see Callum Guy. This is one of my bold predictions, gentlemen, yeah. on episode one of the season. Callum Guy... We'll score double figures this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh! Who knows he hasn't scored a single goal? I know. I know. Uh, I know. Ever. I can't. Uh, that's why it's a very bold <laughs> prediction, Liam. That's why it's a very bold prediction. Because I think if Callum Guy doesn't start scoring goals soon, then his position is going to be under threat. Now, his captaincy is kind of gone like you know we're not quite sure what's happening with that like it's never been officially said anything's never really came out about it officially yeah, yet Feeney, Feeney had it on Saturday Feeney did have it on Saturday no one said anything about it yet though um, I mean like lads that's a, that's a point actually I've not even made a note of that I mean how do you feel yeah. Feeney over guys and more of a natural fit Will what do you think of that one Um I was like struggling to, I was like trying to see who I had the armband on and I did see Feeney but that was only after Guy had gone off so I didn't know whether or not it started with it Um yeah it's you know, um, I think if the players are kind of behind it, you know, we don't know how Guy feels about it, whether Guy was kind of like really invested in being the captain. You know, not all players feel like they really want to be the captain. Some kind of do it more out of duty. But it's so like, you know, maybe Guy wasn't that fussed about being the captain, but Feeney was kind of showing captaincy. If the players are happy with it, that's all that matters. Um, I think and I think they're happy with it. Um, I was just checking Amari Patrick's Twitter because he, he he does tweet a lot, does Marzi, to see if it said <laughs> anything about his kid and he hadn't, but he had kind of reposted a tweet about Morgan Feeney being Captain Morgan. 
All right, okay. What are you saying, Liam? The better fit for the job? Yeah, I, I, I feel like the captaincy kind of killed Callum Guy's game. You know when he first when he first got it. Now I I don't think he was ever really a vocal captain. So I, I feel I feel like when they first gave him it, it was more like you're a very good player, lead yeah. by example. Whereas Morgan Feeney is more of a vocal, he, and and he's is he scouse as well? You know, is he? <laughs> so, he, so he's bound to talk loads. So yeah, <laughs> so he, he will make a good captain, and and I also think as well it's his last year in his contract for Feeney. So maybe that could be a bit of an incentive from Paul Simpson. Mm. You know, you're our captain, please stay on for longer, sign a new contract sort of thing. And when we, when we were coming into the season, Paul Simpson did say in an interview that he wants Morgan Feeney on a longer term contract. So I wonder if that's maybe a play by him to get Feeney on a long term contract. Cause guys are guy, I think has got another two years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that, I think that could have a big thing to do with it. Yeah, I think Guy and Mellish signed similar contracts at the same time. Yeah, I think they're both going to be around for a little bit. Um, but yeah, for for me, the, the whole Callum Guy thing, eh, the whole Callum Guy situation, obviously we've gone on the tangent about the captaincy. And actually, yeah, I'll give my two cents on it. I think Morgan Feeney is a much better fit for captaincy. Um, and, and he showed it on Saturday as well. There's a couple of moments where he went to go and discuss things with the referee and really sort of like... I mean, kind of laid down the law a little bit. You know, he kind of called him on bullshit and was sort of like, well, five minutes ago, the same thing happened over there and no one got a yellow card for it. And now, you know, this lad's picking up a yellow card or I think Armour picked up a yellow or something like that in in the first half or something along those lines. But yeah, he seems like a much more natural fit. And I feel like it's one of those decisions, and this is just speculation as well. You hear things about how the captaincy gets determined at certain football clubs. I think West Bromwich Albion famously would take a vote before every single game, like during the, the certain period of the Premier League era a couple of seasons ago. I think Carney ended up being the more regular captain for the season. Yeah. Um, but there are other teams that are very manager-led. And I imagine this is very much a Paul Simpson decision. It wasn't up for discussion. There was no team vote about who got to be captain for the season, which is how a lot of teams do it. You know, I feel like that would have maybe created a little bit of a rift in the changing room if you're kind of going, <laughs> I back Feeney, I back Callum, I back Feeney, I back Callum. Mm. You know, it's it's going to create a rift in the changing room potentially. And it's just, it, it's, it's credit to Paul Simpson that it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit because it does have the potential to upset a player like Callum Guy and um, I mean it, it's a good move it's a good move but now we're officially on the subject again of Callum Guy and what happened with him getting into the box and the reason I'm thinking he's going to have to score a few more goals next season and uh, I mean he's offset pieces as well isn't he Moxon's starting to take corners so Callum's got to be somewhere in the box when those corners are coming in and uh, I feel like with the captaincy being relieved with some of the set piece player being relieved off his shoulders he's actually going to want to add a little bit more to his game and I feel like him getting into the box isn't going to be very strange next season him taking shots from outside the box isn't going to be very strange next season I'm pretty sure he had three shots in this game um, which is you know nosebleed territory for Callum Guy in a game so it's good signs and that's why I've made made how many on target though (laughs) (laughs) he's got to dial it in it's been a long time the fact that he's trying on the regular you know that's that's a good sign for me and I reckon if if he does dial it in if he mixes that sort of like accuracy of his set piece play with being able to shoot from open play with a couple of curlers if he finds something in his wheelhouse that he can hit you know then hopefully we're going to see a couple of goals from him next season anyway that's my little uh, rant about that 
out the way. But uh, Crawley always looked like they had the potential to score a goal against Carlisle. I was never 100% happy with the, uh, with the back line, unfortunately. And it got me thinking, is five players communicating to organise a back line maybe one player too much? Liam, what are you thinking there? Is that just me speculating? Yeah, I quite like the back five. I quite like yeah. back five. I, I, I like Mellish in a back five more particularly because I feel like in a back four with Mellish as a centre-back, he just tends to go on mad runs and leave gaps behind him, whereas in a back five, the gaps aren't as big because uh, there's always going to be four defenders behind him. And he, he, and he does do that. He, I remember yesterday I was thinking, where's Mellish at? Oh, yeah, he's over there on the left wing I've, I've, for some reason. But, yeah, uh, Joe Matip does it for Liverpool, but... He, he, Mellish just seems to be mental with it. But yeah, the, the back five, it's Simo's system and it, it's what he's sticking with, with with almost them two full backs bombing on. Um, but yeah, back five, as long as it works, it works. And you've got to think as well, you say Crawley always looked like scoring, but they didn't have a shot on target at all. You know, Thomas Holly yeah. didn't have to make a save throughout the entire game. So yeah, I mean, there's, it, a, there's a couple of breaks. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably. Right. I mean, Will. Before I start gigging in again, what do you think of a back five? Are you a fan of a back five, or is that too many defenders to organise a back line? No, I think. I mean, I guess it's probably harder or different in organising than if you've got a back four. But I don't. I don't see any reason why it should be too many. It just has to be done differently. Um, you know, we've we've kind of like looked quite good as a back five at times since Simo's come in. So like there were occasions last season where it was the right call for him. And we were, you know, we were waiting to see is that, you know, is that what he's going to go with this season or or was that just him working to the personnel that he had? Um, looks like it's definitely part of his plan. Um, Crawley, yeah, I mean, like they didn't really threaten, but they... Because we had the one goal thing, and they had most of the possession in midfield, which was um, their game plan was to have a lot of possession, and we were we, we allowed that to happen. But as a fan, it's always quite nervy because you kind of like it only takes one like fuck up from one of our players, and they could be in and score. So it, it's quite nervy. But I wouldn't say they particularly ever looked like scoring they had like a couple of good chances but they were quite quick and quite quickly snuffed out well that, yeah, that was one of the more impressive things about the back five for me on the day is it did seem like Carlisle were using sort of like a counter-pressing style you know we were happy to sort of sit back below our own halfway line but very quick to chase the ball down very quick to not let them have too much time on the ball in any position on the pitch and most of our good sort of counter attacking uh, attacking play came from being able to win the ball in in our own half and then a player like Gibson did it on both sides of the half in fact in the first half and the second half he won the ball in his own half brought it forward played a one two or played it out wide and then ended up getting an opportunity in the box or I think in the second half he just took it himself actually and ended up in the box and that's what Gibson can do and I mean that Gibson debit debate is going to be interesting because you know 
I like Gibson in that position. I think he offers a lot and uh, he, he can unlock defences and he can smack one from 25 yards and score them. We've seen him do it a lot last season in a poor team. So what's he going to be able to do in a good team? Uh, I reckon we're in for a, for a good one with Gibbo as well. Uh, but I'm not going to make any bold predictions there. Not too many. No, don't, not going to predict Gibbo to score. Don't spew me load on the first <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, don't, I mean, you guys can make bold predictions as well. You know, you're more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to. Um, but there's a couple of occasions in the game, a couple of different performances stood out for me. Uh, Gibson being uh, quite fluid uh, in the counter-pressing fashion. He's good at winning the ball back. He was good at like getting Carlisle on the front foot again. And I feel like that kind of pushed him into my man-of-the-match category. But we'll get there when we get there. First, lads, was there any sort of individual performances that stood out for you because for me collectively the game plan looked really good but obviously we should have scored four or five really so maybe we're lacking in certain personnel Liam what do you think of that um I I think a lot of the time we were just unlucky I think Dennis missed a few good chances Edmondson did as well but but that this early on in the season Edmondson just needs to get that first goal and he's off the mark. Dennis has obviously already done that. Yeah. But you ask about individual performances. I think the big one today was Owen Moxon. He was absolutely brilliant. Some of the pass he was doing, and he's he's a big lad. I didn't notice it um, at Penrith or, or working when I watched him, but he's a big lad, Owen Moxon. And some of the passes he pulls off are absolutely unbelievable. And he, he has some good dribbling, great. He's, he has a few good tackles. He could be our midfield, our best midfielder for years to come if we're lucky and we get him on a long-term contract and he, and he stays injury-free. injury, injury free. But he would have been my man of the match, I think, going mocks on individual performances. You don't get much better than what he did. And obviously the assist, you, you could say he didn't, mean, he didn't mean it, but they all count the same. Uh, but yeah, Owen Moxon, he was brilliant, yeah. Now, I mean, Wills was a certain area of the pitch that impressed you. The defense, the attack, the midfield was. Don't give away your man of the match just yet. But like, was there anything that like stood out for you for it to impress you uh, in the game? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, the ones that stood out for me, similar to what Liam said there, um, Moxon and back um, the just the general kind of like the attacking and the link up down the wings, which is kind of like where most of our attacks came from. And, and we got to the byline quite a lot. And in fact, probably some of our shots, you know, we had quite a lot, but we were off, probably quite often at too tight an angle because we'd gone past them all and got to the byline. But, you know, I think, we'll, you know, we'll get better at that. We'll get players in players in better positions to pick up them um, crosses when they come in. Um, and uh, Moxon having a really good game as well. Um, didn't have a lot of possession um, and for a lot of the time Crawley were just moving about in midfield and we just had to kind of like watch what they were doing with it and keep our shape but um, yeah whenever Moxon got the ball he does kind of like sort of passes it forward Um I thought you know I think we just kind of like we did get forward quite quickly whether it was a counter-attack or whether it was just a one-two touch thing in midfield and then get down the line and try and fashion a try and fashion a chance on goal out of it. So those were the things that I thought we did well yesterday. Yeah, I mean, 
for me, there's not really big areas of room for improvement. It is one of those things. We got off to a good start. We did what we needed to do. We got the three points on the board. What more can you really ask for? But in terms of maybe individual performances, Thomas Hoyley didn't fill me with crazy confidence when he came off his line. Um, there was a moment in the first half where he really failed to sort of like clear it. I think it was lucky in the end. It was an offside given, um, but he the ball. I don't know if it bobbled or he just sort of, he wasn't sure if he was going to kick it or knee it or he didn't know if he was inside or outside his box for a second. I was a long way away from it on the pitch, but the way that he recovered from it was also a bit suspect. You know, he decided to try and boot the ball over his head. Um, so he had no idea it was offside. Oh, he was yeah. desperately yeah. trying to clear his line, you know, and um, it, maybe it does open the door for Michael Kelly. If he's got a cooler head, who knows? But at the end of the day, what did impress me, and this is what I'm trying to do this year, guys, is when I slag someone off, I give them a compliment. What did impress me <laughs> is Thomas Hoyley's cannon of a right boot. Because that, he can he can go from goal to goal if he really wanted to, I think. He's got it in his locker. Now, it's like a medieval catapult, gentlemen. It's like when you're that, boots. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those where you, you, you reel the right foot back. And it's just, I don't, I, I think he can pretty much control however much power he wants to put on it. And it, the power goes. And yeah, maybe it's not necessarily crazy accurate, but it will go well far up the pitch. And I think that's kind of what Simo was probably afterwards. He wants a goalkeeper that can put us instantly on the front foot. And now we've got a goalkeeper that can do that. I feel like maybe we've been missing that since um, it was before Mark Howard's. Farman. Farman. Farman no. had a hell of a boot on him as well. Yeah. yeah. Farman had a hell of a boot on him as well. So like, I feel like we've been lacking that a little bit. I'm not saying Howard couldn't kick the ball, but like this is a cannon of a right foot. So, I mean, yeah, maybe coming off his line, a little bit of room for improvement. Maybe he was excited because he was making his professional debut for Carlisle. We'll chalk it off down to that. We'll rub it off. Great distribution, good outlet, cannon of a right foot. We'll leave it there in terms of room for improvement for me. But um, rooms of improvement, Liam, is there anything that you'd like to see going into the Colchester game that you didn't see this weekend? Maybe Patrick starts or something like that. Um, I don't want to slag Thomas Hawley off too much, but you're right in saying that he had he puts a lot of power into his passes. But there was, I think there was two instances today, uh, yesterday where he just put them straight out of play. You know, they Granted, it was he was out of play on the other side of the pitch, but I think he needs to just get them a bit more accurate because uh, he's got the power in them. But a lot of the times it does just go out of play, which does remind me a lot of Mark Howard because he used to do that quite a bit. Uh, but I, I, I remember I can see what the plan is there because he's obviously been put in there to do that because you look at the corner set up that Paul Simpson's got up. He leaves almost like what Mexico used to do in the World Cup a few years ago where you've got two wide players uh, left up from corners just for like maybe Thomas Holly to come and claim it, send it out wide to one of them two. Uh, but yeah, for in terms of improvement, that would be it. <laughs> hey, well, Mangy Mangy Moose has just arrived in the room. I don't know if you can hear us just yet, but we might bring him in to talk about the, his music in just a little bit. We'll let Will sort of go off mic and say hello and stuff like that. But uh, me and me and you, Liam, we'll carry on for a couple of minutes and let Will sort of embed Nathan in. Um, Nathan, Mangy Mangy Moose, that you might have heard at the start of the podcast, is somebody that does the theme tune for the Blue Army podcast. There he is, glorious Mangy Mangy Moose, giving us a lovely wave. <laughs> 
Um, all we really have to do, Nathan, if you don't mind hanging around for uh, five or ten minutes, mangy, mangy moose, is to give our man of the match predictions. And then I was going to tell the lovely people what's going to happen on this day or what happened on this day in Carlisle United history. So there's not too much to go. And maybe, maybe mangy, mangy moose will uh, come and join us for a little bit. I'm not sure how much Will can actually hear of us. Yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah, could you hear everything? Yeah, is Mandy Mandy Moose willing to do a little chat with us later on? Nathan, you want to come on and do a little chat in a bit? Not really. That's fine. No, no, he's rather exclusive, our Mandy Mandy Moose man. That's fine. You don't have, you don't have to, Mandy. You don't have to. All I want to say is, while I've got you on the podcast, Mandy Mandy Moose, is thank you for the theme tune. Thank you so much for the theme tune. It was a pleasure to make. It was a pleasure to make. Yeah. So if any of our listeners wanted to put a, a, a voice to the man that created the music for the theme tune, there he is. Uh, I'm just going to steal Will. I'm just going to steal Will for like another five, ten minutes, Mangy, and then uh, then obviously you, you, you's back to being yours, mate, for the rest of the evening. But yeah, we'll crack on. We're going to do the man of the match. Foxy's features man of the match, gentlemen. Um, what are we thinking? Uh, what, what are we thinking, man of the match wise? I think Liam Denwoods, you can go first because I think you're going to pick Owen Moxon. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I might have accidentally uh, leaked that earlier on in the episode, but I think I am going to pick Owen Moxon, but because I've already spoke about him, I just want to give like a little honorable mention to Barkley at the back, the centre back, because I thought he had a really good game in terms of some of his tackling, some of his passing forward. He, he really impressed me today, but. But yeah, um, overall, I think Owen Moxon, professional debut, obviously Carlisle born, uh, a product of the youth academy originally. Yeah, Owen Moxon, he, he looked absolutely brilliant. Some of the passing, some of the tackling, some of the dribbling he did, he was just un- unreal today. So yeah, or, or yes, yeah. or even Owen Moxon, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I'm only teasing you because he's also my Foxy's feature man of the match as well. And it's interesting that you mentioned Barkley because I was also going to mention it was between the two of them. Um, I feel like he had a, a, a good solid game at the back, but he's in that kind of position when you're in a back five where you might not always get the credit you deserve. And uh, I mean, yeah, he, he does deserve a shout out. Good, good debut from him, you know, good debut from him. But a great debut from Owen Moxon, who gets my Foxy's feature man of the match as well. So that's two for Owen to kick off the season. Wills, who are you going for? Um, I'll give mine to Finn back. Um, I mentioned back. earlier that uh, so he got the official man of the match and not long before he got it, I turned to my mate who I was standing in the Warwick with and said that how that new right back, you know, he's having a good game. It was after he'd made one of his runs right up to the byline and, you know, there were players, if there'd maybe been players in the right place, he could have got an assist. He seemed to be involved in a lot of stuff going forward and you know, I I it's I do quite like to see a like a proper wing back like do that like run right up the pitch. So um I think he deserved the man of the match that he that he got from the sponsors and he's my man of the match too. All right, that's a good way to kick off the season there. I think I think you know both of those players are gonna get a few more mentions during the season and uh, they're gonna to have to rock the uh, the champion of last season, who I believe from memory was Morgan Feeney in the end. And uh, obviously he's got the chance to reclaim his title this year. We'll carry on the prediction train, gentlemen. Uh the Colchester result. Colchester are our next opponents. It's always fun to do a prediction. Will, how do you feel like we're gonna get on against Colchester? 
Um, so I think Colchester are one of those teams that I think might struggle this season. So hopefully we're not going to struggle. So I think they should be well beatable for us. I'm going to say, uh, I think we're going to win 2 0. Yeah, yeah, 2 0. Good bit of confidence there. Liam, how are you feeling about the Colchester results? Uh, I was certainly more scared of Crawley than I am of Colchester, and we and we disposed of Crawley quite easily. So, yeah, comfortable for us. I, I, I don't want to be too cocky, but Colchester, they've ob- have they lost their keeper yet? Because I think their keeper's being linked with a, a yes, move away, Shamal, Shamal George. George. Yeah. yeah, and he, he always seems to have a very good game against us. I've heard him being linked with uh, one of the Scottish Premier League teams, but I, I don't know if he's gone or not yet. Oh, well, yeah. that'd be good if he goes. Yeah, he always has a good game against us. <laughs> If he's playing, we win 1-0. If he's not, we win 3-0. You know? <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> well, Colchester lost 3-2 to Northampton yeah, this weekend gone. to open the season. Oh, is he gone? He's yeah. gone, is he? Yeah, yeah, he didn't play yesterday. He's already gone. Oh, wow. And they let in three goals against Northampton. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a goal fest. I'm going to predict after that little bit of information leak there that I got. And I'm going to, I'm going to say 3-0. I'm going to say 3-0. I'm going to say 3-0. That's what I'm going to go with. Lots of confidence. Crawley Town, I think, probably the better team between Crawley Town and Colchester. And 3-0 seems to be the way to go. Right, gentlemen, there's only two bits of business I need to take care of. The first of which is, I mean, you lads have seen these poor old chilli plants trying to grow behind me for the last couple of months. <laughs> it's There's no fruit on them. Like There's a couple of chilies and stuff, but yeah. I've been told that I've done it wrong. And I should have <laughs> apparently applied some kind of fertilizing food at some point of the development and then it would have been but apparently when these chilies grow to full size they'll already be pretty rotten on the inside because it would have taken them too long to grow something like that as someone's told me so we're going to try again next year so i'm apologizing here for the lack of simo (laughs) summer sizzler i really am apologetic i'm sure we'll find some way of people getting involved in the podcast if and when they want to spend a bit of money on us in the future there'll be another idea but the last thing gentlemen plants grow and the plants will be nice and strong next year yeah it's a good idea i'm gonna see what i can do i'm gonna see what i can do with them yeah that's if a good idea two years out of a chili plant before it'll start to maybe die away and you have to plant one of the chilies to get another one to grow oh really okay yeah, yeah. i don't know if it depends what kind of chili but i've kind of often kind of got a couple of years out of chilies before they'll you know yeah, there's not like the, the chilies aren't huge as you can see. Like some of them, and there's a couple of them that are red as well. So they're not all they're not all green, which is which is fun, which is fun. But yeah, apologies for the lack of chilies on this day, gentlemen. We'll finish on on this day. Sales of the redesigned deck chair away shirt went through the roof as hot weather tempted United fans into buying the popular shirt. Over a thousand of the green, white, and red striped tops went just. Uh, sold in just under a fortnight, making it the most popular shirt in Carlisle United history. My question for you two to finish off the podcast is, yes or no, gentlemen, if they made a deck chair tomorrow, would you go out and buy it? Liam? Yeah, absolutely. I've got the I've got the old one, so I'm, <laughs> I would definitely get the new one. You keep going, yeah. Well, yeah. Which year were you talking about? Because I know they've kind of like re-brought it out a couple of times. Um, the most recent the one, two thousand and six. Yeah, I've got that one. I quite like it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. I would agree with it. I'd definitely buy any deck chair kit that ever came out by Carlisle United. I'd be over the moon to wear. 
another one gentlemen thank you so much for joining me here for the season and opener of the blue army podcast it's time to say bye to the listeners so this has been episode 78 of the blue army podcast that's enough from me that's enough from liam Fine. <laughs> See, I was trying something different this year. I was trying to end on something different this year. We'll uh, we'll leave that in, and that's enough from Will's. Yeah, bye. And that's enough from me. Bye for now. This has been episode seventy-eight of the Blue Army Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. For now. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.